0: Welcome to Ramble On, Mr. Dish, Mobile Greenhouse Studios. The accurate forecast for the Boston area. Oh my god, we don't even know. 78 degrees. It is, I don't know, 8 o'clock in the morning, and the sun is high, a little hazy, and uh, it's going to be another scorcher. Fucking humidity is crippling. The other day, it was 99 degrees and 100% humidity. You walked outside. You sweated, all your clothing got crinkly because it was now coated in salt, and then you have to go in the house, drink some water, and then eat a bag of chips to replace all the sweat and sodium. And that's just from being out of your house for like 37 seconds. Literally. So what has been going on? I already started the podcast off with a lie. I said this is the Mobile Greenhouse Studio, It's not the original, people. We had to get a new one. The old mobile greenhouse studio, RIP, she lasted. She was a 2005 Altima, and she croaked in 2016. I claimed ownership of the bitch in, let me say, I bought it on my fifth wedding anniversary. So I bought it in 2009. So it lasted like seven years. Two years of no car payments, And I swore, I swore to who's ever up in the fucking sky that, oh my God, I paid my camera off. I'm going to save all this money every month. And that was 312 bucks a month. And uh, I didn't save a fucking penny of it. Who does? You always find something else to spend it on. But here we are in the new mobile greenhouse studios. Beautiful leather seats. We have an aux cord, we have Bluetooth, um, we got the moon roof, sun roof, I don't know the difference, because whatever window is in the roof, you can see the sun or the moon. If you're a car person and I'm offending you, just let me know the difference. Tweet me at mish underscore the underscore dish. And if you get flippy, I'll just fucking mute you or block you. How's that? Um, so, yeah, this is super nice. I got rum. And, um, the old studio, she died on the streets of Southie, like one of Whitey Bulger's fucking victims. Dead. Three days in a row, I had to get a jump. Third day, jump didn't take. And, uh, I had to tow it to the lot. The new car lot. And I said, listen, there's a beautiful car right there. What can you give me for it? They were like 500 bucks. I was like, perfect. Take it off my fucking hands because what was I going to do with it when it was dead at the house? Couldn't do a thing. So I did a little bit of research online. I looked, I saw two cars that I liked and I went in. The guy introduced himself, said, hello, I'm Doug. I said, oh my God, Doug, that's my husband's name totally not the mailman's name, but I really just, I felt like lying and I pulled it off super good. I even talked about Doug, my imaginary husband (laughs) throughout the transaction. So now we are the proud owner of a 2013 Sonata limited edition. I'm going to add that every time somebody asks me, what did you get? I'm going to be like, Sonata. Limited edition. That implies it's all souped up, which it is. And I like that. The Altima was souped up. Uh, I say Altima and I keep cracking up because one of our Ramble honors, um, Jason G from Australia, he thought because of my accent, which he loves, I was saying The AccuWeather forecast for the Boston area. He thought I was saying Ultima forecast for the Boston area. I mean, Jason, it does sound like I goggle with gravel and have a pound of macaroni in my mouth when I talk. That's exactly, if you look it up in the dictionary under Boston Accent, that's what it says. Goggles with gravel, pound of macaroni in the mouth. Um, I know I sound bad, but come on now. Altima, AccuWeather, it should be AccuWeather. I got that from, I must have told story, 45, the story 45,000 times on the podcast. But when I was growing up, the guy who would do the school closings, Gary LaPierre on WBZ News. This is Gary LaPierre, the AccuWeather forecast for the Boston area, 40 degrees. Time. a.m. Traffic on the threes with Gary LaPierre. And that just always stuck in one of the folds of my brain. Which is apparently just filled with junk. Tons of trivial things. And also things that you don't want to remember but you just can't fucking shake it. You know what will help you with that? Yoga. Just bring it back breath, oh my god, I haven't done a podcast, no lie, what's it been like, three weeks, it's been torture with the car, let me tell you, in the back, and, um, but yoga helps you fucking get over all that, now, you know, if you follow me on the Instagram, Mish the Dish 77 um, I post something about yoga on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, those are my days, And so, of course, now I'm a yogi. I'm a fucking. I know everything. And uh, I love it so much. I forgot that we are actually not getting angry on the podcast anymore. So, content's going to be real low because usually I'm just snapping a quote about something. Uh, I am super into Instagram stories. I never use Snapchat. Never got on it. So, Instagram stories. Insta stories, maybe? Is my equivalent and I crush it. Um, lately though, my stories have been the internal struggle for love between a girl and her cats. So it's been heavy on the girls. Um, and (laughs) sometimes I give a mantra. Those were going over real well. Those are on, I saved those and those are on my Twitter. I'll say something like, My body is strong and supple. And then take a drag off of Marlboro Red. And I was originally doing it to shaming myself and to stop smoking. But it makes me laugh. So um, it's backfiring. It's awesome, though, having a super, super clean car. The other car, I cleaned out the fucking trunk. You know what was in this trunk? The contents of the trunk of my last car the first mobile greenhouse studio that was like a 2001 Altima so I had two Altimas a jump ship on the Nissan sorry I had enough they always both of them they always ended up having electrical problems um, meaning windows wouldn't work anymore Seats wouldn't work anymore. Then both of them, the air conditioning, shit the bed, and eventually, I think it was, like, the starter that made me go, all right, time to go visit Doug at the lot. But there were beach chairs, pillows, blankets, shoes. There was legit four, five different... Uh, Coolers. that's when you're like I'm gonna take my lunch to work and so in every single cooler there was a remnant of some lunch um a one of them had a yogurt from like 2013 that was fucking horrific uh one of them must have had plums because they were now prunes I was like I don't need fucking prunes then I'm like oh my god this was originally a plum <laughs> that was dehydrated. Um, beach bags. Oh God, it was awful. And uh, I'm going to try. This is my adult car. Now that I'm 39 years old, like those two cars, which were both the same, I have to make a mess somewhere. I try not to make a mess of my life. I try not to make a mess of my home. But that's got to go somewhere. And my cars... Unfortunately, paid the price. No books galore, because you know, I'm a writer. You gotta write some of this stuff down so you don't forget it. Um, but for real, though, almost every Ramble On starts with like bullet points, and I probably never get to any of them. None of them. And that's why this is a great title for the show, ramble on, like a ping pong ball, oh, how's this, I read on, I don't know, some internet article, that Olympic winners have to pay taxes on the medals, which is fucking outrageous, because if you are not, um, well, they're all top athletes, but in a well-known sport like Michael Phelps I'm sure has endorsements up the ass and he gets paid well but still though he won like 20 something um olympic gold gold silver medals um so that's a lot of money that's like $220,000 that you have to pay like taxes on outrageous so but I'm sure he has an income what about the guy who is the Olympic ping pong table player? What kind of fucking money is he making? You know, so it really sucks to be a top athlete and win because you kind of have to not only pay with your blood, sweat, tears, and body, you gotta pay from your fucking bank account, lousy. And I'm sure, Massachusetts. Well, if you're from Massachusetts, I'm, I'm sure you probably get paid. Uh, I'm sure you probably have to pay taxes here, too. Unbelievable. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Um, football season has started, though. You can get me started on that. And, uh, you know, we don't watch television. And But since the Patriots were on, we busted out the antenna and got the TV going. And I completely have already dropped the ball. Because I don't remember why I was talking about that. (laughs) Can we do it together? Can you remind me? Alright, let's rewind. The guy with the ping pong paying taxes. Don't get me started. It's Massachusetts. I don't watch television. I have started watching football. I have no idea. Can't find a common thread in any of that. I went to Fenway last week, maybe, and I saw Pearl Jam. That was my seventh time seeing Pearl Jam, and it was fucking fantastic. Fantastic. We had a good run this year. Not as many shows, but we had quality shows. We saw Smashing Pumpkins at the Orpheum, very small venue. I know he's a self-proclaimed maniac, eagle maniac. <laughs> Sorry, Billy. And... Um, he's kind of like a jackass, but let me tell you, when Billy Corgan stepped out and sang Tonight, as l- well as the whole Siamese fucking Dream, and the David Bowie cover, and a cover of Whole Malibu, um, it sounded like he walked out of, like, 1991, and he had, like, long hair, and he was skinny, and he was fucking singing on MTV. It was fucking amazing. So we did that. Saw so two Dave Matthews show 50 and 51 in Boston and Connecticut. And of course, it was fucking fabulous. I didn't think that you could have talked the Boston show. Then we went to fucking Connecticut. And it was tremendous. And uh, and then we wrapped up the summer with Eddie Veteran Pearl Jam. Yeah. Of course, we had to Google it. Um, he's 51 years old and he was fucking running around on that stage and fucking crushing it. I knew he wanted to climb something so bad, but he was great with the crowd. Uh, he was playing catch with some kid down in the pit. Um, he was giving away, throwing tambourines. He was, um, Kevin Euclid came fucking out and I threw on a jersey, and, uh, what's his name, Hamilton, the Tom Hamilton, Todd Hamilton, from Aerosmith came out, and they played Draw the Line, um, yeah, it was, it was a super, super, super good show, and, uh, so that's Michelle's music wrap-up, what else, um, how the fuck are we gonna pay for this car, I figured, and it's doable, if I work 10 hours overtime, that's a car payment, and maybe a tank of gas. So, it's doable. I know, like, don't congratulate me on Twitter for the new car. You can fucking congratulate the bank, because they're the ones that own it for the next five years. Here we go, christening the studio, dropping the mic for the first time. Oh my god, this is... The maiden podcast of the new studio. Everybody. Who's got a bottle of champagne? Crack it over the front. Don't you fucking dare. I will break your fingers if you put anything on this car. I told you. It's my grown-up car. I think that's where I was going somewhere earlier in the podcast. Um, Not making a mess. I haven't smoked in the car at all. I have legit gotten out of the car. Closed the door, smoked a cigarette, came back in. It's black. I got another black car. So fingerprints, not too happy. I just really want to keep it clean. Clean, like my thoughts, right? We were rocking along. I'm already fucking petering out 16 minutes. You know, we like to go at least 20. Oh, my God. I'll tell you where I got a good deal with the new studio. I drank enough free waters at the dealership to equal what they gave me for my trade-in. I must have drank 17 waters. Now, I, he didn't even offer me a drink. I was like, Doug, a little thirsty here. I've been walking around the lot. For the last hour waiting for you to open, nobody even came and attended to me. I had to come in and ask for help. I'm parched. So he's like, oh, yeah, I'll get you water. And he comes back with, like, a four-ounce little fucking toddler bottle. So I shoot that down. Mind you, I've worked all night. Went right to the dealership right after work. And uh, so I go, uh, do you have a water fountain so I can refill this? And uh, he goes, oh, don't use the water fountain. Use the bubbler, Poland spring water. And I was like, all right, I must have emptied half of that 20 gallon tank. I was like, if you're gonna fucking try and, you know, occupy all my paychecks for the next five fucking years, let alone like tax title and registration in Massachusetts, like two fucking grand, it's ridiculous. So, I'm going to soak you for everything free in this place. I went in, uh, peed 52 times, used all their paper towels and their toilet paper. I took four pens and a blank pad of paper. I was like, beep, beep. Bye, boys. Thanks. And I hope I don't have to fucking see them again. I hate going to dealerships. It's like the most miserable place. It reminds me of the waiting room in the Beetlejuice movies, like, they're waiting, um, for, I don't know, to get to the other side, and they just, everybody's got a shrunken head, who's got dad sneakers on, oh, who's scratching their balls, and then touching the fucking water bubbler, ugh. I don't want to go there. I like going and get my own fucking oil changes. But you know what I did when this guy was trying to sell me 50 fucking million things? He's like, well, you know, for another 1200 over the life of the loan, uh, we'll cover every crack in your rear view mirror. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Because I want to get the fuck out of here. My credit score was 777. It's the only fucking jackpot I've ever hit in life. Which is a shitty jackpot. All it means is I write my checks out to all my creditors on time. I wish 777 would pop up on triple pink diamonds down at fucking Mohegan Sun. It doesn't. Um, I was going off on a tangent. I lost it. But... They try and sell you on everything. They must make a commission on every kind of package deal they can sell. It was just too much. But, you know, they didn't think they were running into the fucking tornado that is the dish. And I think I walked out with a super good deal. I think uh, that might be the wrap up. That might be the wrap up. You know, you want to... Oh, how do you love on the last few Rogan episodes, uh, Rogan Experience, he was talking about fucking yoga. I loved it the other day on the Wayne Fediman episode, which I totally love because I love Wade. Wayne Fetterman. Um Some people are like, this guy's a dick. I'm like, no, he's a fucking comedic master. People listen to Rogan and, you know... I think they look, a lot of them listen for MMA. I strictly don't listen for MMA. Don't listen to any of those unless, uh, what's his name? Eddie Bravo's on there because he's funny. I like all the comedians and Wayne Fetterman, way back. He's a great comedian. Look, watch on Netflix Road Comic. I am Road Comic or something. And uh, he's in most of that. I think maybe he even had something to do with writing it. But he's fucking hysterical. But in that episode. He gave shout-outs galore to the Dish's hometown, Revere, Massachusetts. He he was was talking about Nautilus Plus. I was cracking up. But he didn't bash on uh, Revere Broads like he sometimes does. And I appreciated that. No, really, though. I love when you make fun of me. (laughs) Because you're not usually wrong. When you generalize about people from my town. I think it's a city. It's definitely a city because we have a mayor. Towns have managers. A town manager. I didn't know that. No life, like, uh, until I was in my 30s. Um, so... He talked about my hometown. He talked about yoga. I fucking loved it. And uh, all he needed for the fucking trifecta was to talk about cats. Not like big cats, but like his house cats. Because he's a cat guy. And you know how I feel about the girls. So... um Oh, and then the Red Band episode was fucking hilarious, too. I liked it. They kicked it back old school. And uh, I enjoyed that. And uh, that's pretty much it. All right, I'm dead. So, welcome back. And uh, I'll talk to you bitches later. I'm going to give you a big one. I'm holding my breath. Peace. Peace.